Hey, welcome back to All 22. This week's episode, we talk about Jordan Love and the Packers, uh, who had the most intriguing and disappointing drafts out of all the NFL teams, and then we do division-by-division draft grades. So be sure to follow us on Spotify, visit our website at relentless.love, and if you're enjoying the podcast, share it with your friends, family, whoever you want to share it with uh, via Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and we hope you'll be back. We'll be dropping new episodes every Wednesday, so check for us every Wednesday. And now, enjoy the show. Kelly, what's going on with the Packers, man? They went ahead and took Jordan Love, 26th overall. Um, all the fans, all the national media are up in a, are in an uproar uh, that, oh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to revolt and demand a trade, and he should, he should, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he's just still, like, he was ever Tom Brady, but, like, he's still a top-five quarterback. I just, I don't get it. Maybe you got some insight for, uh, for all the Aaron Rodgers deserves better people. Uh, I, I don't have any uh... – I'm not going to make any of those people feel better. <laughs> but um, so I, I understand. So it's two aspects, I think. So for one, Aaron Rodgers isn't getting any younger. He's kind of, when, when we say regress, it's not fall off a cliff regress, but he's not doing Aaron Rodgers things that, you know, what made him what some people thought the best quarterback ever or today or whatever. Very true. So, he, he, he's regressing, but he's still, he's still pretty good. Um, so that's, that's one thing. And you get a quarterback that's similar in talent. You know, he doesn't have, you know, he's not, he hasn't put it all together, but as far as arm strength can move and things like that, you draft somebody similar in talent to eventually replace him. So that's one, that's one aspect. The other aspect is Matt LaFleur is a young coach. He's a young coach and He's he would always be seen. Okay, that's the coach who's coaching Aaron Rodgers, not the coach of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, see what I'm saying. So now that he 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 didn't make that decision himself. I'm not saying that, but he had a lot to do with. Hey, I think we need to draft a quarterback, or if Jordan Love falls to us, or whoever they had high on their board falls to us, we need to take them. I think simply because I want. For one, Aaron Rodgers, and for everybody in Packer Nation to know that I'm the I'm the head coach. <laughs> I'm not just here calling plays. Yeah, who runs? So who called the shots Matt La- around here? <laughs> Matt Lafleur is saying, "Hey, I call the shots. I'm trying to win football. I'm not trying to. I'm trying to win now, but I'm also preparing for the future. And I know you. You know you like to take shots, subtle shots, and you know be passive aggressive. <laughs> and I know who Aaron Rodgers is, so. I'm not about to wait around and just not feel like you're never going to completely regress. We're trying to get rid of you when you have about, you know, two solid years left. So I think it was a a power struggle or a a Matt LaFleur saying he didn't want a power struggle. I want y'all to recognize I'm the head coach. I'm the man in charge, as well as, you know, Aaron Rodgers isn't getting any uh, younger. So I understand the pick. Now, I do understand why Packers fans are mad, too, because you could have got uh, – you could have gotten, you know, uh, T. Higgins or 
whatever receiver was still on the board, if you felt like, you know, that could be a good difference maker. But, you know, I don't understand the pick where after you got Jordan Love, how you didn't get any difference makers on offense. Now, that that's a question mark. But the Jordan Love pick itself, I, I don't think it was far-fetched. I think it was a solid pick. Yeah, I mean, we happen to agree on this, man. I don't want to, I don't want to like continue to harp on it, but I think you know, I actually wrote about this at uh, at Relentless Love, and just basically how the Packers just aren't that good, um, and and I know that's not a that's not a, a normal thing you say about a team that went thirteen and three, but you know, people always harp on uh, Bill Parcells said years ago, "You are what your record says you are," and no, you're not. That's just not true. Um, and 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 it don't lie. It doesn't, it, it doesn't make sense, particularly in a sport like the NFL. And it's the main reason why I was against going to seven playoff teams, not because the league doesn't need more teams. They haven't expanded the playoffs, I think, since 1990 or something, a, a long while ago. But it's because not only one team gets a bye. And in a sport where your sample size is so small, that, that they don't play schedules that anywhere near mirror one another. And so now, for example – you know, you're going to have circumstances where teams might be 12 and 4, 13 and 3, have inflated records because they get the weakest division in the other conference and their division is not as good as others. Like, I, what's, what's the likelihood of a team in the NFC West gets the number one seed this year? And just because they play in a better division, yeah, they've got, they don't get the bye. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, it's conceivable the Packers go 12 and 4 again. They're not going to because they're not that good. And the data bears this out. I'll talk about that in a minute. But <clears throat> that's that's part of the problem. Anyway, going back to the point is that they ended up as the second seed. They were 13 and 3. Everybody says, Oh, you were one win away from the Super Bowl. I need people to realize that oh. there is a huge difference between the 60 minutes that starts a conference championship game and the 60 minutes that ends it. And yeah. And I'm not going to get into all, all the math and whatnot. But, you know, first of all, I, I, I don't remember – oh, it's been a while. I had this stat in my head a little while ago. But there, it has, it's been a while since a wild card team made the Super Bowl. Um, and I think it was – Baltimore did. I want to – I think that was Baltimore the last Baltimore time. Was, Baltimore was a sit seed. And I, and I think that was the last time. Maybe the last one. Um, and so, like, just plain math – tells you that having that week off matters. You got to win two games to get to the Super Bowl instead of three. And there's a reason why it's been a while since a wild card team made the the Super Bowl in that, you know, one, you're a whole lot healthier. Two, you got more time to game plan. Three, you don't have to travel for at least one week, so on and so forth. Um, and so to that, to that end though, you can, if you're, if you're not a good team, but you happen to have a bye, you're playing a game at home, whatever it is, you can skate by and beat one team in the playoffs. You know, that's not, that's not unheard of. And that's what Green Bay did this year. They had to play Seattle a week after Seattle played Philadelphia on the other side of the country. On the, and, and the week after they had just lost to the, a hard-fought game to the 49ers, which could have gave them the division and, championship. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. And you could say Seattle should have won that game. They, they, they should have. <laughs> I believe Seattle or fit a broken-down Philly team would have probably won in Green I was probably not in Green Bay, but they probably would have beat Green Bay. That was that's how flawed of a team I I thought Green Bay was this year. Oh yeah. 
I mean, that would have been Green Bay if Green Bay had to go to Seattle for a conference title game. But if I remember correctly, if Seattle would have won that game, Green Bay would have been the number one seed. Or New Orleans, one of them. What something like that. But <laughs> but, but this is this is my point in that there it's you can go off one call of a referee, mm-hmm. one ball that 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 bounces here or there, and now that's gonna determine who has a number one seed, who has to win two games to get to the Super Bowl, who has to get th- who has to win three. Um, I just think is 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 grossly unfair. To that end, you can luck up and you can win one game, especially if you're honest, what they did against Seattle. If they have to go to Seattle, I don't think they win that game. Nope. That's a wild card game. I think Seattle. Yeah, yeah. And so you being one game away from the Super Bowl, doesn't matter. We see how far away they are from actually getting to the Super Bowl in the NFC title game. San Francisco beat the brakes off them. Final score, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers stat line. That game was never close. I remember putting up a tweet earlier that week. I said, this game smells like a 2016 NFC title game. Uh, Atlanta was a thousand times better than Green Bay that year. Yep. San Francisco was a thousand times better than Green Bay this year. They were not one game away from the NFC title game. They weren't. They, they happened to have played <laughs> in the NFC title game, but that roster is not one or two pieces away from being 60 minutes into a Super Bowl. Uh, I think maybe Ted Thompson realized that. They got mm-hmm. they got to have the same film and the data that we have. Green Bay's expected win-loss this year was actually 9.7. That is the worst of any 13-3 and team in the last decade. Um, and so that tells you – they're not their record. They and, over – And those nine what, – 9.7, whatever wins, is only because they have Aaron Rodgers. They have Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers, well, people don't – and like I said, I'm not I'm – not, I'm bashing on him, but I'm not. Like, I'm not saying he sucks. Not, no, that, no, no, that, no, 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 no. That'll just be – no, that's criminal to say he sucks. But he, he – during his career, he's kind of gotten the same uh, – privileges as Tom Brady. Tom Brady plays in the AFC least. The NFC North has not been that good, <laughs> especially early in his career. So now the Bears, are, you know, they're getting better. They always play uh, hard on defense. You know, those games are always close. The Lions are just awful. They go uh, Lions. Lions the, go Lions. The, the Vikings always play them close. Lions and uh, – not uh, – all three teams always play the Packers close, but they don't have that guy. And Aaron Rodgers just finds a way to beat those three teams. Hey, if you beat those three teams, especially if you go undefeated, that's six and oh, that's six games. You know, typically, say if you uh, if you go four and two against those teams, you still that's that's four wins against you know some mediocre competition, and now. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers can spot you at least five. <laughs> You've won nine games already. Hey, that's what they did last year. They went six and zero in the division. And six, six you know, and <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> and you know, I don't, I don't want to take away from them going six and zero in the division. But you like, like you said, it's just, it's not a very good division. Now Minnesota did make the postseason. They ended up beating New Orleans. New Orleans actually wasn't that good either. That's for a different post and and a, and a, and a different. <laughs> you know, podcast. Um, but I think they were the third worst 13 and three team in the last decade, which is what I'm really low on them too. That window is closed. Nobody nobody knows it yet. But they can't convince they can't convince me that it's not either. Yeah. And, and so both those doors kind of closed shut um this past year. But I think that's that's my thing with with Green Bay. And I actually love the Jordan Love pick because if if they had traded up into the top five, top ten, I would even say top sixteen and took him, then you know, you, you've got an argument for 
he failed to him. Right. You got an argument yeah. to say, hey, you've reached – he fell to the 26th pick. Yeah. The end of the first round. You get yep. the fifth-round option. You get your yep. quarterback for cheap over five years if you like him. I don't see Roger still being there in three years, let alone five. He, he has two years where he's like, okay, if you can't cut him. At that third year, so what is that, 2023 now? In 2023, the, uh, the start of 2023, if you cut him during that offseason, that is not a big cap hit. If you cut him now, it's like $40 million dead money, something like that. But 2023, before that season, if you cut him, then it's not a big cap hit. Now, you know, you can, you can build some pieces, put them around him. It's, it's not a bad pick. It's just Packers fans no. thought Packer, the Packers were better than they are because of their record. Two years prior, I think, what, the two previous years? They didn't make the postseason, didn't they? I know the year before they didn't, but I think two straight years they didn't make the postseason. Aaron Rodgers did get hurt, but that's even, um, that's even uh, more of an indictment on the front office because they weren't even competitive if Rodgers wasn't playing. They had no backup plan, but um, 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 Brett Hundley from UCLA. Oh, Brett Hundley. Man, they so, that guy. <laughs> they had no backup plan. So I think Matt LaFleur came in. Like, NFL already stands for not for long for head coaches and players. So he's thinking, I'm not going to put all of my eggs in one basket, which is Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to build this team. I'm thinking about now and the future. Their defense is really good. Defense is solid. They got, they got some good pass rushers. I love their secondary. Uh, um, so, you know, that alone is going to keep you in games. That alone is why they were 13-3, and three because Aaron Rodgers didn't play exceptional in some, some of those games. So, yeah, uh, great. I think it's a great pick. <laughs> but, no, I, I think it's a tremendous pick, too. I, I, and it's why I like – you know, I don't, I don't like the Packers. I'd never root for them. Um, but I think as, as an organization, I think they do things yeah. right. Number one, they don't get emotional. Um, and, and there are a lot of organizations who would have a guy like Aaron Rodgers would say, oh, we were one game away from the Super Bowl. Yada, yada, yada. We can't take this guy. We want to keep him happy. And they said, no, we're running a franchise. We're running an organization. We're running a business. We want to be successful now. We want to be successful later. And this is why – they win Super Bowls. I mean, they, you know, they went quite a bit, well, quite a bit of time between, um, <clears throat> between Super Bowl, especially from 97 to, I think, you know, 2009, 2010. But they are consistently in the hunt. And that's what sports is about, you know, because, you know, it's, it's the law of probability. If, if you're successful enough over a long term and you win enough games, you're going to eventually win a title. It's just you get in a party enough. You're going you're gonna to eventually break the seal. You're going to get one. Going <laughs> that's, to get one. that's just what happens. And with Jordan Love, they're saying, hey, we, got, we still got a top 10 quarterback right now. He can get us to the party if he's still good enough. But we're going to go ahead and get a quarterback who can continue to get us to the party later on. And, you know, at that point, again, it was 26, which I think is the key thing in the, in the value, and that they got him at 26 pick. And at that point, he's probably buying away the best player on their board. Everybody's clamoring, oh, you should have took a exactly. defense or you should have took a weapon. Michael Pittman Jr. is not getting you to the Super Bowl. No, not. <laughs> he's not. He's so, not. you know, they have so many – DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor, whoever, they're not getting you to a Super Bowl. That offense is not that good. It's 
and, and I so think it's, I don't yeah, get it. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing, and kind of kind of the same point, but different. Uh, we need to talk about this one day. We talked about how the Packers don't get emotional. I immediately thought about Arthur Blank in Atlanta. And okay. Matt Ryan is there. Matt Ryan is right there where it's like, oh, yeah. Okay, he, he's been pretty productive for us. He hasn't won it. He, he's gotten us there with a little, you know, a little genius of Shanahan, but kind of a fault of Shanahan why they didn't win the Super Bowl at the same time. But he's getting up there at age where, you know, do we draft a quarterback? <laughs> Julio has about two more years left. He doesn't even – I don't even think he wants to stay, you know, five years. I think he's on that Calvin Johnson route. Uh, but, yeah, we, we need to talk yeah. about that one day, man. I, I think that's a similar situation. You got one franchise where you don't get emotional. Arthur Blank, everybody loves him, which comes to a fault, because he gets yeah. emotional with his franchise. We need to, we need to discuss that one weekend, man. <laughs> we, we, we don't, I think we can dedicate a whole show to the Falcons for our, oh, yeah. for our Atlanta <laughs> brethren. Um, cause I agree. I mean, I think, I think Matt Ryan is in a similar boat as Matt Ryan puts Atlanta in a similar boat as Matt Stafford puts Detroit. Now let me qualify that. Cause Matt Ryan's a thousand times better than, than Matt Stafford. Yeah. Matt Stafford has made two playoff starts. <laughs> people, yeah. people give Matt Ryan a, little, a lot of flack. You know, uh, Matt Ryan has been to several postseasons. He's yep. made a Super Bowl appearance. He's been in two NFC title games. Like, you know, so there, there's a level of just, you know, too much flack on the Falcons and Matt Ryan. That's a good franchise. They've been and, good for a very long time. And he's played well in those NFC championship games. Exactly. Could have, should have got, well, well he, he went to one, but even the first one against the 49ers. They should have won the first one. It should have been there. The missed P.I. call will have them. Oh, brother. Do two Super Bowl appearances. Uh, <laughs> a collapse on the last drive made Julio Jones the best catch ever best in the Super Bowl. Ever. It just ruined it. But, yeah, best we'll, catch ever. Uh, we'll, we can talk about the Falcons forever, man. We've got to move on from that. I know, but that, that, now you got me going because I've always – I've said since, like, 2010, Matt Ryan is Peyton, Rant, Peyton Manning. And yes. no one believes me, but their stats are exactly the same. And, and if you want to be real about it, and we, we should revisit this, Matt should have two rings. Matt should have two rings, And, and we're both Ravens fans. I think that Atlanta team would have beat Baltimore in the Super Bowl. I do, too. Um, I think simply because that, that, that first half, I, I, we knew, okay, Ravens, if you slow down Kaepernick from doing all this running, you, you're going to have a good shot. Mm-hmm. And Joe was just playing out of his mind. Damn. But, you know, you got Matt Ryan, you got Julio Jones, you got Roddy White, you know, Tony G. I know some weapons, man. <laughs> that Baltimore defense wasn't good that year. That Baltimore good. I mean, we, we watched it. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Matt Ryan can easily have two rings. I agree, man. <laughs> that offense, that offense would have would have been something troublesome uh, in that Super Bowl. I, I honestly, it probably would have been the reverse of Atlanta jumping out to an early lead and Baltimore trying to come back after the power went out. Um, yep. Anyway, Matty I should have two rings. We'll get to that later. We're gonna do a whole deep dive on just the Falcons. <laughs> 
Um, yep, yep, I feel you, man. <laughs> one, one of these weeks. Yeah, I'll uh, make sure you join us on that. At the end of the day, I, I, I think the Jordan Love pick was, was, was pretty, stu- uh, pretty good, like you said. I, I gave the Packers, uh, and we'll get to NFL draft grades momentarily, I gave them a C for their other picks, so we'll dive into that a little bit later. But like you said, the fact of the matter is Aaron Rodgers' cap hit, you know, this year, dead money if they were to release him, 51 million, can't do that. Next year is 31 million, can't do that either. 2022, 17 million? 17. You do that. You do that. If you think if you think Rogers has, I mean, if you think uh, Jordan Love has the juice, um, I think they're in a good spot. I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs this year. If they do, it'll be because their division is so whack. Um, but I think it was a good pick. Well, I think they will because they added an extra game. <laughs> oh no, that starts next year. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I got confused. The seven playoff team starts this year. Gotcha. But the seventeen game starts next year. Well, and seven I, playoffs, but still, that's, that's – I think they still got a shot. Wild card. Just because yeah. of that. I, I don't see the Packers – if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, they're not losing. They're not winning less than nine games. Yeah, true. I, I just because if he's healthy, because he's going to always be solid. Yeah. So I, I don't see them, you know – no, they're going to win at least nine. They're and smooth nine, seven. Nine and seven typically doesn't get you in the NFC postseason. It might now. But with seven games, it might. Uh, Aaron Rodgers isn't Tom Brady. I think that's – and I want everybody to know that's what we mean when we say Aaron Rodgers isn't that good. It's not that he's not a top quarterback in the league. It's – yes. It's that he gets treated like he's Tom Brady. Yes. And Drew Brees when he's not. That's it. That's it, man. That's – And and that's the biggest difference. Playing the former player and now I coach, I hate when people get uh, – let me see. I don't want to say hype. It's just – I guess hype does not warrant it. Like, don't tell me this guy's better than this guy when this guy you're saying is, 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 is better didn't go through or hasn't com- accomplished more than the other guys. Yeah. So – it just doesn't – Tom Brady has six rings. He's been to, what, nine Super Bowls. Something ridiculous. And those one – the Super Bowls that he's won, his skill position players haven't been that great. Remember, he didn't win with Randy Moss and Wes Welker all on the same team. Nope. He has Gronk, but that's just Gronk. You would think as a defense, hey, man, if we stop Gronk, we're going to – we're going <laughs> to – we're going to make Tom Brady, you know, do something. It yeah. just doesn't work. He just makes it happen. Yeah, Gronk so, didn't even play, and 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 he didn't play in the Super Bowl against Seattle. I don't think. So he just gets it done, man. A guy that just gets it done. Yeah, but, I yeah. can't stand him, but I mean, you just you can't argue that he's that he's a goat. You just you can't. You can't. Um, in the same way, like it's it's one of those things. I don't want to go down another rant, but like you know how people are like, oh, LeBron is the goat. Like you know, LeBron's better than Mike. He's not. And and it's not because I don't like LeBron. I think LeBron is an infinitely better human being. I told you this out years ago. Like, I would like for LeBron to be the GOAT. Because um, yeah. he's just a better human being than Michael. That's why I like watching The Last Dance is surreal to me. Because I'm like, y'all didn't know this stuff? Like, you claimed you like Michael? You didn't know he had a gambling problem? That he oh. was trash? That he didn't, that he didn't um, endorse the black candidate for Senate in North Carolina? Because he said Republicans by... Like, I knew all that. And still, yeah. like, he's still the GOAT. He's still my guy. Um, but... <laughs> It, compared to LeBron, he's like not as good of a human being. He's but not. you know, he—I'm not putting him on this pedestal. One, like you know, he's human beings. Human beings are complex. But two, like you know, you can't 
you, you can't base people's stature in their profession, like based off, you know, just whether or not you like them more. I don't, exactly. I don't get it. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, I've never been, <laughs> I've always in, in any type of sports discussion, I'm always biased. Yeah. Even though like I'm, I'm a LeBron fan. Like if, as far as like Michael, when did he, he retire his first time in 98? I was nine. First time 93. <laughs> that, no, I mean, uh, for the, for the uh, second oh, time. My bad, my bad, second time. So he, he retired when I was nine. Yes, I didn't see him up co- close and personal. I didn't follow his career. With LeBron, I've seen everything. So, yes, that's my favorite player. Right. But I'm not going to deny that he's, as far as on the court, he's, he's, he's had some meltdowns. So he's yeah. had some meltdowns. Yeah. <laughs> I think that – I really only think the biggest – the only meltdown, complete meltdown, was that Dallas series. And he That's lost true. against the Warriors. You know, he lost against the Spurs. But a meltdown, that was only his, that was that was his only bad finals. Yeah. But Michael. That means a lot. Yeah, no, that means a lot. That go and when you're talking about greatest of all time, yeah. you have to consider that. I think that might actually be the defining difference. It is. If if he would have averaged what he's averaged, say. What if you would put up the war against the Warriors numbers, but they still lost? Yeah. I think the people who really hate him or <laughs> like people really do hate him. It was just yeah, crazy. Which I don't understand that. But people who really hate him, they wouldn't be they wouldn't hate him. Yeah. But <clears throat> you gotta be biased, man. That's why hey, we're 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 biased on the all <laughs> we're we're biased, we're unbiased on the all twenty-two, man. We're yeah. we're just Tell it how it is. We're going to watch the film. Whatever the film says, we're just going to tell it how it is. And, and that's the thing. And that's why I had to, like, stop arguing. I started muting people because I'm just like, you know, this, this stuff is available on the Internet. Like, you, you can go watch full games. Um, and, and we're in quarantine. And so, you know, like, I'm still working full time. But, like, you can go watch game four of the 2011 NBA Finals. Like, it's available. It. Uh, Man, for eight points. I hated it. And – Dude, this this was a time where I'm telling you, this was like this was I was the biggest LeBron fan. I would tweet, live tweet during the whole game. Yeah, this was my like, okay, I'm riding. Hey, this man, I'm glad he got out of Cleveland. That bad ownership. He's gone to Miami. I'm like, okay, hey, I'm tweeting all through the playoffs, and I'm like, this at that moment because <laughs> the Ravens. The Ravens lost. Lee Evans oh, dropped man. the ball in the corner of the end zone. Oh, and then Billy Cundiff. <laughs> and Billy Cundiff shanked it left or right. I can't remember. That postseason, those two combinations told me, you know what, man, you're too invested into the teams. <laughs> you got to scale back. Ever since then, I've been like, you know what, I'm going to be so excited if my team win. But if they don't, I'm going to be all right. <laughs> that year, that's when all of that happened. <laughs> So, yeah, man, that's <laughs> – Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue it. LeBron in the 2011 finals averaged uh, 18 like points, 7 18. rebounds, 6.8 assists, 17.8 points. I, I, I'll round it up. You know, I try to give him a bit of a doubt. That, that was – Dwayne Wade averaged 26 and a half. Boss averaged 18 and a half. He just wasn't good that series. He didn't I, show I, up. I was about to say, those are – they talk about the big three. That's the third player. Those are third player numbers. Yeah. And you think about it, if he averages the same thing the way uh, uh, Wade averages, they, they win, win that series. series. They win that series. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's one of those things. Just like, look, I I, I like LeBron. I'm enjoying. I enjoy watching his greatness. But you know, people are always like, oh, you're gonna bring up the eight points of 2011 five. Yes, I'm gonna bring it up. That's the difference. And yeah. and you cannot go back and change that. That's just that's just yeah. what it is. And yeah. and oh well. And if that's gonna make him the second best player ever, because it cool. probably is, <laughs> that's fine. But you cannot go back and change the 2011 final. You can't. I remember Bill Simmons tweeted something that, uh, that night. It was like live uh, highlights or some highlights of LeBron's uh, game performance. And there was a Teletubbies intro. That's how bad that game was. And, it was bad. And, you know, I don't think people are like, you going to hold that against LeBron? We're not holding it against LeBron. but are holding against the conversation of the greatest of all time. Exactly. That's it. We exactly. don't <laughs> – see, you and I, we have – we can talk about, okay, we don't hate LeBron, but when we're discussing this conversation – Yes, you have to bring that up. That's a defining moment. That, that is but the difference. I, I would say it's two, it's, it's two things when you're discussing both of them. If Jordan doesn't go 6-0, and it's say if he goes 5-1, and one, then it's more of a conversation oh, yeah. with LeBron, Kareem, Magic. It's, way, it's, it's a much larger conversation. Oh, yeah. If, Le, if LeBron loses against the Mavs but doesn't have that meltdown, that you know, 17 points per game, there's a bigger conversation, but like you said, we can't eliminate those. <laughs> you got to talk about them. Let's get back to football, man. <laughs> yeah, my bad. We 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 took a diversion there, but I mean, game four of the finals, man. Three of eleven, eight points. All right, we're done. How you only take eleven shots? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was sick, and I think if if I'm not mistaken, all of those eight points was in the first quarter. I remember one game. He came out. I'm like, oh, okay. He scored eight points in the first quarter. He's about they about to win. One of those games were like that. That might be it. I don't know. Hey, we should. I think we just got another podcast today. We're gonna rewatch some of these classic, we, classic yeah. games and just like it's really gonna like hurt them. me to watch those failures. But I, I got you. Like, <laughs> I'm a big LeBron fan. But it's gonna. <laughs> hey, we gotta really break down. We already we got two. Break those down. That one, what else we gonna break? We got a 2011 NFC title game. I know, I'm sorry, but we're gonna go back to it. We're gonna go, or AFC title game. Anyway, um, see, this is what the last dance is doing, turning the football shows it, into- It is, man. Into, <laughs> into basketball shows. Um, moving back to the draft, man. Um, <clears throat> a variety of things we can discuss here. I think the biggest thing is, you know, we'll get into draft grades momentarily, but I think which teams, uh, had the most intriguing draft, and which ones had the most disappointing? I think I'm gonna take the first stab at this, as far as on the intriguing side. Um, and you know, this isn't necessarily, I think, uh, a quality like you know pick or whatever. I think the Broncos had the most intriguing and the best draft. Um, and and I say that as somebody who is hypercritical of John Elway, um, and I think deservedly so. Um, <laughs> Mostly because he's failed to he's failed to figure out the quarterback position. But I mean, look, I don't I don't know if Drew Locke is the guy. I was actually going through. I started watching all of his starts last week, so I only got through the the second one. But I saw the first one against the Chargers. You know, he he, he looks pretty good. You know, I don't know if he's you know good. Nobody knows if he is. Ryan Leaf looked good for his first five starts too. But you know, Jerry Judy in the first round. I really love KJ Hamler in the second. If Hamlet would have gone back to Penn State, honestly, I think he would have been a top 15 pick next year. Um, but he's stepping into a position to where he gets to be the third wideout behind Sutton and behind Judy. Um, and in so, the slot. 
in the slot. So he can focus on really just being a speedster who gets upfield and catches the ball while he learns the route tree, the playbook, so on and so forth. Um, and then I, I particularly loved Lloyd Cushenberry in the third round. I wanted him in a Ravens uniform. Um, I had him mocked, I think, in the – I think I, I may have him mocked in the second, but I can't remember. Yeah, man, I wanted Lloyd Cushenberry. I thought that, I thought that was a steal of a pick. Um, I think they had a phenomenal draft with Judy, uh, with Hamler. You pair them with Sutton. Again, we don't know if Drew Locke is any good. We'll find out. But he's going to have every opportunity – to show whether or not he's a franchise quarterback or not. And I, I think, it, you know, in Elway's approach, and you can talk crap about Elway. I talk a lot of crap about Elway. Um, he's a hell of a competitor. His competitiveness is probably out there with Michael Jordan. We can talk more about that later. But they're actually two similar human beings because John Elway's an a- a-hole too. Um, yeah. but, but we'll get there He's later. a terrible GM, just like um... – <laughs> They run parallel. He's not terrible, uh, Jim. He just can't. He, he's terrible at choosing the quarterback. But you know what? This this is why I like the draft so much because I think I think even he acknowledged in some ways that like, hey, I I don't I haven't drafted a quarterback. I need to find a quarterback. I'm probably only still on this job because ownership is up. I'm John Elway. Since Pat Bowlen passed away, um, and so he's like, look, I need to find a quarterback. Otherwise, when this ownership situation gets figured out, I might be out of here. And to that point, he probably didn't know if Locke is the guy either. But he went into the draft saying, hey, I'm going to give this guy every single opportunity and set him up to see if he is a franchise quarterback. So mm-hmm. I got you a center, and I got you two wide receivers to go along with Cortland Sutton. Ball in your court, bro. I, I think they set up for success. Me, me too. I like, Yeah, I like that draft. Uh, like you said, it remains to be seen if Locke, is the, if Locke isn't that guy, it's not because they don't have weapons. Because they're set up, man. They are set up. I think I went with um, the most intriguing. I went with Carolina. Uh, mm. Just because, look, man, all of their picks were defense, every single one. So what I got out of that was new coach Matt Rule says, okay, I got Matt Ryan, I got Drew Brees, which maybe turns into Jameis Winston, which, mm. you know, was Jameis Winston. I got Tom Brady. <laughs> I got Teddy B as my quarterback. I'm probably not going to air it out as much. I need some defense. So, and they went the best D tackle in the draft with Derrick Brown. They got an edge rusher in Gross Models, who I thought was a, a, a late first rounder. They got him in a second. They got Jeremy Chin, which was um, – he got they got him at sixty four. Big sleeper. Which, pick. I like. Yeah, that. they got him at sixty four. That's a big value pick. I thought he was you know top, let's say top thirty, top forty, you know one of the top safeties for sure. So they got three players, you know three players who I think were top forty picks, and you got one at thirty eight, one at sixty four. All right, then they went corner, safety, D tackle, corner. So Matt Rule kind of knows what division he's coming into. They're going to air it out, and you're going to have to stop somebody. Oh, yeah. They, and they lose uh, they lose um, McCoy, Gerald McCoy, and they lost – Little Keekly. What's the big boy? Poe? Dontari Poe? They lost Poe. And they lost Keekly. They lost <laughs> so a lot on defense. You're like, I need defense. Yes, I can focus on offense, but, you know, with, um, with Joe Brady coming in, you know, he can, you know – get people in different situations. Teddy B isn't going to win the game for us. You got all-purpose back Christian McCaffrey. Look, 
we can win if we restack this defense. So I think that's the most intriguing pick. I don't think they're going to be great next year. You know, I think maybe, what, eight wins is their ceiling. But he's on the the right track with saying, I need defense in this division. So I thought that was the most intriguing. Yeah, I actually like that, man. I'm a big Matt Rule fan, as I think most people were. He was sought after at Baylor for a reason. I don't think he was going to stay in college that long regardless. Um, He he has – the personality to be a good coach. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning I think what people forget a lot of times is, is coaching is about, you know, motivating and knowing how to push to push into these guys' buttons and what motivates them and what gets them to show up at their best every day, especially when guys are making millions of dollars. He just sort of has that it factor. Uh, and he also knows X's and O's. And, you know, like you said, I think they came in, understand they lost a lot on defense. Um, but you know, Teddy Bridgewater, they saw a little close and personal as, as an organization. I don't know if he played in both the games they played against New Orleans last year, but you know, he, he's going to be a serviceable guy at the least. You're going to have a starter who's one of the top 20 quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, and I thought Derek Brown might've been the third or fourth best prospect in the draft. Um, I think that boy's going to be a monster. I'm not going to say he's going to be Aaron Donald, but you know, you're going to have some trouble stopping him up the middle. Carolina was good. Um, and then they got C-Mac who's probably, I don't want to say, I don't want to say he's the best, I think, and I'll say that, he's the best offensive weapon in football in the for, for what he does from a versatility perspective. You know? I, can, I agree with that. I agree with that. So Denver and Carolina, most intriguing, the Super Bowl 50 matchup there. Um, most disappointing. I don't, I don't think we're anywhere near each other on this one. But... Uh, <laughs> Where are you gonna go? Where are you going? Uh, I went with Seattle, man, and and it's bad because I like I like John Snyder, um, and and I like their team as a whole. I just I, one I don't think we talk enough about their inability to support Russell Wilson. That's mm-hmm. another team who, I mean, look, the Seattle is at least in the playoff hunt every year, and they should be because Russ is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's gonna go down as one of the historically best. I think he's even better, going to end up better than Aaron Rodgers and some other folks. But um, I actually think Jordan Brooks is going to end up being a pretty good player. Uh, uh, and and I think, you know, Darrell Taylor was an, an underappreciated pick in the second round. I just think the value wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Traded down and got Taylor. I think they traded up and got Taylor. Um, they did, and I thought they were going to get Queen, and I was going to be pissed off because yes. I wanted the Ravens to get them. Yeah, yeah, that was going to that, that, <laughs> And they that go was same position. <laughs> but they went same position with Brooks. And I, and I think Brooks is going to end up being a pretty good player too. But you just didn't need to take him at 27. And people are always like, oh, well, if a guy ends up being good, it's okay to re-. No, it's not. Um, the only time it's okay to reach and you get justification for going out and reaching is if you take a quarterback in like the top 10. And it's like, he ended up being good. Okay, that's fine. Yep, you reach for a quarterback in the top 10 or 12. He ended up being a franchise guy. Cool. Everybody else, no, it's not cool. Because part of the draft is value. And getting yourself yep. more bites at the apple, as many bites as the apple as you can, is why successful teams end up trading. And look, you know, Snyder usually does this. He's usually a guy that trades down, that gets more picks. And it's why they continue to be a successful franchise. So this might be something I end up eating in a few years. It's just a matter of what he normally does, what yeah. he's shown the propensity to do. He didn't do this year for whatever reason. Um, and, and that's a little troubling to me only because 
you do have one of the top three quarterbacks in the game. Uh, I think the best quarterback in the league, but he's no longer on a rookie deal. So you got the best quarterback in the league. You need to continue to surround him with pieces and you're going to be limited in being able to do that from a cap perspective. And so you always have to be acquiring more assets to continue to build around him. And, and I think that's why their draft was most disappointing. Not because I don't think Brooks is going to end up being a good player, um, but because, you know, they've got the best quarterback in the league. They're probably going to have the best quarterback in the league for the next five or six years. Yeah. You got to get as many bites at the apple as possible to, to, to continue to contend. And I don't think Snyder did a good job of that. I think um, – and the, the people got to – to realize, for one, okay, when we're talking about draft and rankings and things like that, if you have a big board, you're ranking, okay, well, who do you think your top players are? Okay, if you have a guy ranked in your top 15 and he goes number 40, that's good value. If you got a guy ranked 40 and he goes 15th, you know, as far as our ranking, we think, okay, you didn't get good value. So, we're not saying these players – I hate when former players or current players who are doing great in the NFL, in the NFL bash, like the draft gurus or whoever, <laughs> and they say, you know, well, you said this about me. Well, at the time, as a prospect, this is what you were. <laughs> this is what you put on tape, bro. This is what you were. Like oh, You got in the lead. You got – Great coaching, you worked hard, and you got better. Of course, congratulations. Congratulations. But as a prospect, this is who you were. Right. So, yeah, so I, I, I like to – let me put that out there first. <laughs> it's like the kids who uh, 10 years later put, oh, my teacher in, in ninth grade told me I wasn't going to college. And it's like, bro, you had a 1.2 GPA. Did you expect like, her to tell you you was going to be successful and go to Harvard? Like, no. At the time, you weren't going to college. That's that's I I can't stand it. And it, whatever, if that was your motivation, fine. Like I don't have a problem with that. But you got to realize, as a prospect, whatever how they graded you, it was as a prospect, and that's who you were at the time. You got better. <laughs> if somebody judged me by what I did in tenth grade, uh, I would hate to see it <laughs> because I wasn't the man who I am today. Exactly. So, but anyways, my. My most disappointing was, and I, I was going to say the Seahawks, but you said them. Um, so I had the Seahawks. I kind of wanted to go Texans. I have Eagles. Oh, Texans. And Texans are just a mess. I think they only had like three draft picks. But <laughs> I went with Eagles. And I, I like, for one, okay, they were number 21 overall. They went with Jalen Rager. I think Justin Jefferson was better, a better prospect. Um, oh, yeah. They could have went with him. Um, they got Slay, so they didn't need to get a corner. But I feel like Justin Jefferson went a pick behind Jalen Rager, and I think he's going to have a better career. Um, Jalen Rager is a, a speedster, but, you know, I feel like speedsters have a tendency, and not all of them, don't, don't get me wrong, if you're known just for your speed and you're just a big play threat in college, for some reason they have a tendency of soft tissue injuries, hamstring, growing, whatever. And they miss a lot of games. Yeah. And it's just consistent. You know, Tyreek Hill has developed into a nice receiver and not a one-trick pony. So you can don't, – don't mention him. But, you know, I, I feel like 
you know, they have that same guy in Deshaun Jackson on the team. Yes, he's a little bit older, but you can't rely just on the speedster, especially if you're taking number 21 overall. Justin Jefferson, yeah. Justin Jefferson is going to come in and literally, in my opinion, replace Stephon Diggs. They're the same player. I think from day one. Yeah, from day one, they're the same player. And Justin Jefferson is a little bit faster. So you're getting the same – you're getting a Pro Bowl receiver, you know, you're replacing him with another – this basically his clone. All right? So I think that was a – you should have went with Jefferson. And I don't – I like Jalen Hurts, but I feel like where – the Eagles are as an organization. You know, you have Carson Wentz. You just paid him this, this this money. You know, he has injury. He has an injury history, yes, but you're the best team in that division. And without yeah. injuries to basically everybody last year, you're one of the, you know, best teams in that conference. So I just felt like they could have got a playmaker, you know, or they could have went somebody on defense, somebody that can help them, you know, right now. You know, not a guy who you're going to bring in to eventually, okay, if Carson Wentz get hurt, you know, I can bring him in. Or not a guy who I'm going to give 10 plays to, to run around in circles. Kind of like what they did with Lamar Jackson, what Ravens did with Lamar Jackson in year one. You know, I, I don't – we knew Lamar Jackson was replacing Joe Flacco soon. Carson Wentz oh, yeah. is there for the next five years at least. Right. He's a franchise. So, and it's all about, like we say, it's all about value. You know, you got him in the second round, yes, but I'm pretty sure you had another player on your board that was higher that could help now. And, I, I mean, that's my only point. I'm not knocking Jalen Hurts as a player, quarterback. I actually wanted him to go to a team, you know, to where he can compete for the starting job. But I'm just talking about pure value, where their organization is. I feel like that was kind of disappointing. Because, I mean, I like the Eagles. Uh, I felt like, you know, if they had Carson Wentz the entire game, you know, if they were healthy last year, yeah. they make a run. <laughs> oh, yeah. They make a run, man. So, yeah, that was my most disappointing. I mean, shoot, we just talked about Green Bay not being that good. And, you know, I, I Philly goes to Green Bay. I think they beat the brakes off Green Bay, to be honest. Um, exactly. And – you know, like to your point, and we both agree on this. The whole there's been this cool thing, and like, oh, Carson Wentz is injury prone. Carson Wentz is not injury prone. I mean, he started he he's started 16 games in his rookie year, 13 in 2017, his what should have been his MVP year before he tore his ACL. You know, he missed five starts in 2018, but he he started in all 16 last year. Too. He doesn't have an he does he's not injury prone. He tore his ACL and he had a concussion in a playoff game. The like, end. <laughs> the the end. End. <laughs> but and and so like I I get it and I I, I characterize it and I phrase this but like look Howie Roseman knows what he's doing he's one of the best you know league executive front office guys in the league but it's okay to question the pick of Jalen Hurts it's okay to it's okay to question Jalen Reed I know they needed a wide receiver um, I just thought again I'm with you I think Jefferson was a better prospect and it's probably you know I would say maybe the second second best. NFL ready receiver, maybe after Jerry Judy. Um, I don't think he's going to end up being, you know, having the second best career or whatever. But I think he could have stepped in and helped them a whole lot more, I think, than Rieger's going to be able to. Now, look, Howie Roseman and his, you know, his, his team probably saw something in Rieger that other folks didn't probably see. Did. Um, and look, you know, Rieger didn't have Jalen Hurts or Tua throwing him the football or Joe Burrow. So maybe there's something we're all missing on the tape and, and something you just can't see from receivers on tape if they don't have the same level of quarterback. So I get that. But 
I think Rosen probably looked at it and said, hey, well, you know, if we had a serviceable backup, maybe we win that game. Carson probably could have been, would have been able to play next week, you know, against Green Bay or whatever. In his mind, it's probably like, look, I've got a Super Bowl-ready roster, because he does, period. I, I, he does. If I they're happy, they're Super Bowl-ready. Oh, yeah. After the Ravens and Chiefs, and I actually, I'm going to drop this in my power rankings. Y'all can check those out at relentless.love. But um, after the Ravens and Chiefs, I think it's the Eagles-Cowboys in the league. I mean, I, and, and that roster is that good. Um, and so I just thought there were some areas of depth he could have addressed you know, along the along the front seven, along the offensive line, whatever it might be. But, you know, I, I can't knock that if he's saying, hey, where we need depth now is at the quarterback position. Yeah, and, and I can't uh, – at, at that point, I can't knock him. But I also think about if you have your franchise quarterback, why not go after, you know, let's say Jameis Winston, you know, because – he signed for he signed for one point one million pennies. <laughs> so Andy Dalton signed for three million. You know, those were good backups. He wasn't he wasn't released then. Neither one of these guys were released then. But you know, it's on back channels. They can talk and things like that. So you know, you you could have signed a veteran, proven starter in the back of the road. That and, and that that factor into my most disappointing. Because don't get a backup that you want to groom. <laughs> yeah. If you want a backup, if yeah. Carson gets hurt in the playoff game, you want a guy who's had experience. Especially when you're in win-now mode. I mean, they're a Super Bowl contender now. Exactly. And that's, that's kind of why I'm disappointed, too, because especially they're in win-now mode. And without injuries, they go 12-4 and four maybe last year. And they, got, they, won, they won 10 games. I don't even know how. Or they went 9-7. I don't, I don't know how they did that. <laughs> So, but yeah, that's that's all those factored in. Now I hope Jalen Hurts becomes a great backup, and you know he moves on. They they trade trade him to somebody in preseason. He becomes a starter. <laughs> oh, I so hope man. that happens. Sue me, I'm rooting for everybody that's yeah. black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out Wale. We don't own those rights. Um. All right, Ben. Hey, let's go division by division for the draft. Uh, draft rewind grades, whatever it is. Got to start with the. Uh, with the division that, you know, we've had to come to grips with is a whole lot better than we, than we like to admit. Uh, and that's the NFC East. Um, for my draft grades, I'll just go ahead and read them off and then we'll talk about it. Uh, I got the Cowboys A, Giants B, Washington B+, and the Eagles a C+. I'll probably come back and eat that one just because High Roseman is so good. But um, for me, the Cowboys, I'll just we'll walk through the synopsis of some of these. Um, I gave the Giants a B. I really like their draft. Um, I think B, obviously, you know, B's a good 3.0. I don't think it was, you know, amazing. I think it was good. Dave Gettleman, you know, I, I, I have my reservations about Dave Gettleman. Um, but Gettleman and I actually have a lot of the same beliefs about football is that you build from the trenches and you go mm -hmm. out from there. Um, Andrew Thomas, he, I don't think he's going to be an elite tackle. I don't think he's going to make any, you know, all pro teams. He might make a couple of pro bowls, but I think he's going to start at left tackle for 10 years. And, you know, you'll you'll take that, especially when you got a young quarterback. That was their first round pick. Uh, Xavier McKinney, you know, at safety, I, you know, I watch him every Saturday. Um, but I always have some concerns about how Alabama safeties translate to the league for a variety of reasons, which is weird for me to say because Nick used to be a secondary coach. Um, but I just, I just have some concerns about it. One, because the track record is just really not that good. 
Yeah. Um, what comes to my mind is Mark Barron and, you know, the other name slipping. But um, they had a good draft. Maybe they had a good draft. Shane Lemieux in the fifth round guard out of Oregon, I think is, is, uh, was an underrated pick. I think he really shored up the offensive line. Uh, Matt Pert in the third round. So offensive line is good. I like the Giants draft. I love the Cowboys draft. They didn't, they didn't oversimplify. They didn't overcomplicate it, rather. Um, yep. You know, I don't know if Jerry was actually calling the shots. I don't think he is anymore. I think he's GM in name. And somebody's actually. I don't, I don't think. Yes. I don't think he is. And that's why they've been drafting well in the no. past six or seven years or so. Um, but sometimes, you know, football people aren't smart really, and they did not overcomplicate these things. Yeah, they had some other needs. Forget those needs. One, you know, one of the top ten players in the draft fell to us. We're gonna take him. Hey, CD Lamb. Um, and to me, you know, when when you can when you cannot get real fancy or not, you know, overthink things and be like, oh, here's this elite player who's dropping to us in the second half of the first round, take him. You know, you're doing something right in the front then, office. Then you're the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> exactly. And you're going to be good for a long time. <laughs> Look, everybody likes to crap on the Cowboys. I mean, I, I not just C.D. Lamb, which is a great pick. Trayvon Diggs in the second Trayvon round. Trayvon Diggs in the second. Neville Gallimore in the third yep. round. Tyler, yep. I don't know how to say his last name, Biaz, I don't know, center out of Wisconsin. Look, yep. I'm always taking an offensive lineman from Wisconsin and thinking he's going to be good until he's not good. Yep. Um, they had a good draft, man. They had a good draft. That team's Super Bowl roster, man. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, I, I had the same kind of notes. Um, I gave them – I think they're one of two A-pluses. <laughs> Ooh. So, gave them an A-plus. You can give them an A just because they chose, you know, Lamb. And Lamb failed to him at 17. I honestly think they were going to go – they were going to go corner – they were going to go corner or corner safety, maybe edge rusher. But I think somebody in that back end, whoever they had on their, their board, who was the highest, I think they were going somebody in the secondary. But you can't pass on CeeDee Lamb. Now you got CeeDee Lamb. You got Ezekiel Elliott. You got Amari Cooper, Justin Gallup. Like, you, you got some weapons. Like, it, it, you might not be able to stop anybody. But, but that's cool. They, but that's if you score 30 – if you score 30, come on. A lot of teams can't a lot of teams can't score, you know, two touchdowns. Nope. So come ben, on. Don't break. You, you, you got a shot. <laughs> ben, but don't break. I mean, that's what the Chiefs do. And, you know, to be fair, like in, in Dallas, look, I mean, you can you can get away if you can score points the way they're gonna be able to score points, you're gonna be fine because now you have you added Gerald McCoy and Don Terry Poe. Not the players they used to be, but they're still quality run stuffers, can get up the field a little bit. But you got Demarcus Lawrence coming off the edge, and if you got an elite pass rusher, and you can score thirty points a game. Then if we get into a shootout, I got an elite guy coming. Out. He has the ability to change the game, just enough to where that's all I really need. Yeah, to be able to win a playoff game. I, look, I don't know. We're gonna say Jerry Jones know what he's doing. I don't know if it's Jerry Jones, but. Uh, um, Cowboys front office. Cowboys front office. Cowboys front office is is doing some things right. Um, AFC East, man. Um, I, this division's always been boring to me. The only thing that's really sparked them is Tom Brady being there. And now yep. that Tom Brady's gone, I hope to goodness that I don't have to see any AFC East games on um, Sunday Night Football. Another put them on Monday Night. Monday Night Football is trash. Anyway, um, a the Patriots to C plus, Bills to B plus, Dolphins. B minus Jets C plus. Um, a big part of the Bills B plus came from trading a first round pick for Stephen Diggs. Um, you know, you really can't you can't beat that. Uh, they weren't going to find any wide receiver in the second round as good as that. 
Uh, and then AJ Epinesa in the second round. You know, Epinesa along with I think Grant Delpit uh, and Gross Matos were top fifteen prospects a year ago um, for a variety of reasons. The tape might have not you know um, kept them up there, but I think that was a good, really good value in the second round. Um, I really, really love Zach Moss in the third round for Buffalo, a uh, guy to Utah. I think uh, Utah had probably three of the more underrated prospects in this draft. Did, Tyler only at quarterback, Jalen Johnson at corner. Um, they were one game away or one win away from the college football playoff for a reason. It's because they had a lot of NFL talent on that roster. Um, Buffalo had a good draft. And then, you know, Jake Fromm in the fifth round showing things up. Fromm maybe a little bit reminds me of, of Aaron Murray, but he's got size. He's got intangibles. Josh Allen likes to run around a lot. And so in the event, he does get hurt. See, this is where it makes sense, I think. They took a young backup quarterback to go with a young starter yeah. who likes to move around. And, you know, if, if, if Allen gets hurt and has to leave a wild card or divisional round game, you can do a whole lot worse than, than Fromm entering, even if that's this year because he's coming from a pro-style offense at Georgia. Mm-hmm. So, look, Fromm, he's got arm strength problems um, and a lot of just other physical traits he doesn't have that you want in your quarterback. But that pro-style system at UGA, he can read defenses. You know, he's got some accuracy in short and intermediary routes. Buffalo had a pretty good draft to me, man. Yeah, I like um, I like Buffalo's. Um, main, like I said, mainly they got a all, they got a all. Uh, he wasn't all pro, a Pro Bowl receiver in the first round. You might as well say that because they traded exactly. the first rounder for Stephon Diggs. So got a Pro Bowl Pro Bowl receiver in the first round. Um, I love the Dolphins, man. Like I'm becoming. I don't even want to say. I'm not. I'm not becoming a fan. They're, they're becoming a team. It's okay. You know, they I got all like brothers. To. They got all brothers. We oh, all brothers. <laughs> and that's 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 number one reason. That's number one reason. And they're finally doing something right, man. I got a I got a lot of Florida buddies, and they're like, man. I, I'm just like, how do y'all like? I understand you're from Florida, but liking the Dolphins is just miserable. Miami sports in general is just miserable. The Heat. Not that, not that good. The Dolphins, not that good. Nah. <laughs> you know, Marlins. their new soccer team isn't going to be good. The Marlins, trash. <laughs> <laughs> Miami Hurricanes, trash. So I'm like, y'all are struggling right now. Yeah. So I'm glad that it's like, okay, you get Tool, your first round pick. Uh, you get, you know, now you get the guy to block for him. All right. You get your old tackle of the future. Austin Jackson, yeah, I love that pick. Yep. And, and and in good value because what pick was he? He got you got him in the teens. He was eighteen. Eighteen. So you got him in eighteen. Great value. And I like I'm I'm not even gonna butcher his name. The uh, cornerback out of Auburn. Who's he gonna say? Noah. You gonna say Noah? <laughs> he he trains with my boy Od um, like every week down in here in Atlanta. Um, so. And I like that pick because, yes, you paid Howard a lot of money the year before. Yes, you just paid Byron Jones a lot of money this year. But they play man-to-man defense. So you can't have enough corners that can play man-to-man defense. So you get three. Like, if I were to rate all three of those first-round picks, I think they're A's just because of need and fit. All right? And you get Raekwon Davis in the second, Brandon Jones in the third, like all of those picks are good values. I think the Dolphins are not saying they're going to compete for the division this year, but they're they're headed in the right direction. They're heading in the right direction, man. They might not compete this year, but you know, I I think they're definitely going to be division contenders in twenty twenty one. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if Tua, you know, obviously heals up and, and gets into his full strength, which I think he will, I mean, they're going to be contending in, in, in a couple of years. Um, and they got, they got, a they got black head coach, black GM. So, um, hey, 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 that was enough for me right there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's my second squad now, man. Everybody hey, you, you, Cause man. you know, NFL black coaches is already, you know, at a minimal. NFL GMs that are black? Come on now. You definitely don't see that. No. And it's why it's why I can't look, I the the bottom is falling out in Houston this year. We've talked about this over and over again. And I cannot wait to see it because of how they did Rick Smith, which yep. is a whole different podcast in and of itself. Um that organization is trash and I can't wait to see them go four and twelve. But anyway, I can't wait. Uh made it for the song, but I can't wait. It'll yeah, be, it'll be better for him though. In, in his career. Well, yeah, I think it'll precipitate him saying, hey, I can't stay here long, which I'm pretty sure he's already at that point. Yeah. I don't see him signing an extension there. Um, nope. And that's I, – I, I can't – I can't – I can't wait to see it. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, Texans are uh, – Texans. Bill O'Brien is – all right. Uh, NFC North. Let me not go down another rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> I gave uh, Vikings A-. minus. Really love their draft. Bears a B. I gave the Lions a B plus. Nah, um, I gave the Packers a C. Not because of Jordan Love. I love everything else. Um, everything else didn't make any sense. Yeah. AJ Dillon, <laughs> second round, running back. You got you got Alex Jones. Why would you do that? Um, I, I, I don't, hey, don't I don't I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I, the Jordan Love pick wasn't the most questionable pick in the draft, no. so I don't understand the Packers. It was the rest of them. You should be upset if they got like quality weapons. If they got a if they got a receiver in the second round, you know they got you know a, a guard. Or, you know, if anything else made sense from second to through seventh round, then it would have been valid. But no, yeah, they deserve a seat. Because I have yeah, a seat. I don't. I don't. I don't even think they really know what they're doing. Um, but it's fine. They got a quarterback. Let me not say they not know what they're doing because they know what they're doing as a franchise. It's what well, they they have struggled for years, and this is probably why the fan base was so upset. They've struggled to get value out of mid round picks, yep. second, third, fourth. You know they've done an okay job in the first round. They do a relatively good job of managing the cap. They don't really sign free agents. So and that's the, the big problem is they don't sign free agents. That's one, the problem. They don't seek. <laughs> out to be big players in free agency and no one wants to play in you know 20 degree weather no. in october it's no. It, it's it's no you're not gonna convince me to do it everybody that's not gonna play already. in la or I, I go to philly you know it's cold up there but it's at least it's something to do green bay cold. <laughs> but green bay is cold cold yeah and you gotta go like an hour to milwaukee i think like why do why do i want to do this with my life like um, biggest thing for me is, is there, the, the Aaron Dillon pick in the second round didn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And he was prolific and he put up a lot of stats at Boston college, but the running back in the second round, I just didn't understand. And then I, I also didn't understand, um, taking, I think it's Josiah DeGora, um, when Adam Trotman was still on the board. And I think a lot of, a lot of folks had Trotman as the second best tight end in the draft as I did after Cole Komet. I think Komet's going to be a beast. Um, we'll get to that later, but. Um, 
I think Troutman's far and away the better prospect, and I just didn't understand you taking the, the tight end out of Cincinnati over Troutman. Um, the only one of their picks I remotely like is John Runyon in the yeah. sixth round. I think that was good value uh, in the sixth round. Uh, you know, I don't think he's going to be his dad, but, you know, he's going to be a serviceable interior offensive lineman. But the rest of the draft after Jordan Love was actually the, the biggest problem. Yeah, it um, just – it wasn't very good. Yeah. AFC North, Ravens, I gave an A. That's not a homer thing. I and mean, You can look at anybody's grades. I think universally you can just tell their draft was good. Um, Bengals a B plus. The Browns are the only team I gave an A plus, which I'm going to dive into that in a minute because I hate the Browns. But, um, and I gave the Steelers a C plus. So, Browns, Ravens, Bengals, Steelers. How did your AFC North shake out? Uh, similar. Um, I, gave, I gave Ravens an A plus. The team in Cleveland, I gave an A. Team in Cincy, I gave an A. <laughs> and that team in Pennsylvania, I gave <laughs> a C. So uh, I don't, I don't call them by their names. So the Ravens, obviously, you get, you know, top 15 player, got them at number 28, and you, Steal. you, every you year. hope, you, they do it every, you hope he's C.J. Mosley. You know, if he, if he caps out at C.J. Mosley. That's a great pick because I think CJ got picked at number 17. Oh, yeah. Like, if he's CJ Mosley, that's an uh, all pro, Pro Bowl player. Wow. You know, if he's, if he's Pro Bowl player, then you still got great value at number 28. Yeah. So you get him and you stay put. You don't even have to move. It just kind of fell to you. All right. You get a top 30 player, top three running back in J.K. Dobbins. You have Mark Ingram, but. He signed a three-year deal, meaning this is his last year coming up because <laughs> that's just what they do. Pretty, pretty much. <laughs> he signed a three. You're going to play for two. And his numbers will regress this year a little bit, but he's still going to be solid. But you're going to have Dobbins. You know, he can do a lot more than uh, Mark Ingram. You got one of the most dynamic running backs in the country. You got him at pick 55. All right? Ridiculous. And every other, every other pick – was a pick of need and you got them way you got them way lower than what they project than mm-hmm. what they were projected you got uh what is uh just i'm just calling him justin the detail from texas <laughs> not a bouquet <laughs> hey i don't want to butcher anybody's name still uh, duvernay, duvernay is one of my favorite picks bro because i think when i look at duvernay and i look at michael pittman jr i don't see a lot of difference and I felt like Michael yep. Pittman Jr. was my fifth best receiver. Yep. So Duvernay is faster, and he kind of high points the ball similar to uh, Michael Pittman Jr. So you finally give Lamar Jackson that big receiver. All right, you give Malik Harrison. Anybody that plays Ohio that plays Ohio State and plays defense, I Ooh, want them. Oh yeah, boy! If it's a defensive start on Ohio State, they turn them I out. want him on my team. <laughs> and then you get you get Tyree Phillips. And you get Ben Bredesen. So one of those two will start for you or be capable capable of being a backup. And, you know, you get uh, James Prochet, which we uh, the Ravens re-signed um, DeAnthony Thomas. I don't think he's going to last. Because, for one, why, why pay no. that guy when you had trouble? When he had troubles last season on punt returns, yeah. you know, you bring this guy in, he's a rookie you're going to have them for three, four years. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was li- – I, I don't see a bad pick. Every pick was a need, and every pick 
went, um, you got them later than, you know, you were expecting. So you, I gave them an A. Uh, I let you get Cleveland. I gave Cincy an A. You know, you got the East Ohio kid to be your franchise quarterback. You get T, you pairing with T Higgins. This reminds me of, you know, the, the draft they got A.J. Green and, you know, uh, Andy Dalton. Yeah. It was flipped. A.J. Green went first. Andy Dalton got second. You know, this is the same thing. But now if you were able to keep A.J. Green, you know, you got some weapons. They declined um, Justin Ross' fifth-year option, but you got him this year. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you got some weapons on offense. You just got to manage it well. Like I said, they're not winning, you know, eight, nine games, but they're going to be significantly better than last year. Oh, yeah. I mean, for them, it's all about taking baby steps. Um, Cincinnati, like you said, I think they had a, a really good draft. Obviously, you got to take Joe Burrow, but T. Higgins is T. Higgins. But I, the pick I really liked was Akeem Davis-Gaither in the, in the fourth round, really underrated prospect out of, uh, out of Appalachian State. Um, I won't rehash Baltimore. <clears throat> Eric DaCosta, that front office, they just know what they're doing. Um, I hate Cleveland as a franchise, but (laughs) the draft draft was really good. And, look, none of these guys may end up being as good as they were as prospects just because people's careers go to die in Cleveland. But if you talk about how Dorsey managed to draft and where he got guys and at what value, especially trading up for a lot of them, he did a phenomenal job. Wills in the first round at 10 overall has a chance to be a a top-notch tackle. Grant Delpit, to me, still a top 15 talent. Um, yes. He missed a lot of tackles in senior season, and that's what dipped his stock. I think we talked about that. But their their offense was a historic offense, and they had to be on the field so much that, yeah, Delpit and Fulton were gassed and made some mental errors and missed tackles because they were on the field. I mean, I need to look this up, but probably, probably more amount of time. I don't want to say that any defense has ever been on in Power 5 football. But- but I would not doubt if that's the case, at least in the modern era, with you know, the ball being thrown around and whatnot. Um, so I, I think Delpit was a great pick in the second round. Jordan Elliott of Missouri was a really good pick. I thought Elliott was going to be a second-round pick, um, maybe even a late first. Um, and then Donovan Peoples-Jones in the sixth round? That was a steal. Come that, on. You can't, you can't I, get much better value. He was, um, he was a five-star prospect, if I remember right, coming out of high school. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're a wide receiver and you're a five-star prospect, you know, you go to Michigan to, to not be as good. Yeah, you're not going to put up I mean, think about it. Like, he hasn't had anybody really throwing him the ball. Nope. You know? Nope. I mean, you got Shea Patterson. That's, bless his heart. But. That's, that, that's, that's real good value. I like that Harrison Bryant pick, man. Ooh. The, the, yeah. the tight end out of FAU. He just, yeah. he just catch passes, man. And, 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 and Joku, he's, he is coming back. But you pair those two, and you, you got, like, this, this Baltimore feel to them. <laughs> they got two tight ends that can stretch the field. Because yeah. they're not great blockers, but they're going to catch some passes. They did well. I don't think it's going to make much of a difference because they still have Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Um, but whenever they move on from him, which should be uh, soon, because that fifth-year option will be – and they'll probably take the fifth-year option on him because he's not they trash. Will. But I don't – don't, Yeah, he's not trash. He's solid. That I, I believe, and I think I don't know if you said this before. Year one is his peak. His oh, rookie yeah. season is as good as he's going to be. Oh yeah, he's not going to get any better. Nope. If you if you regressed and you added OBJ and you added all these other weapons, how do you regress? 
just throw it up to that guy. <laughs> and, you know, people always use, like, I got I got attacked a lot. You know, I always used to say, you know, Baker's not going to ever be elite because of his attitude. And people always get upset about that. But it's like, look, a quarterback that, is a CEO. Matters, and that it matters. matters. And it doesn't matter for other positions. But it matters a quarterback because if you're that brash and that arrogant before you've done anything in public, that is going to be a direct result of how you carry yourself, how you show up to the facility, what time you show up, how you are in the film room. Because if you're doing the things you need to do to develop into a franchise quarterback, you're going to kind of constantly be humble because you're going to be in the building first, realizing how much stronger you're going to you're gonna be in the film room first, realizing, dang, I missed nine reads last. You know what I mean? And and naturally, if you're putting in the work you need to, you're not going to be that brash. You're not going to be that arrogant. And the way he just acts shows me he doesn't he doesn't ha- he doesn't have the intangibles to be a franchise guy. And and that's just what it is. So he'll be yeah. average. He's going to be average his whole career. It's fine. He'll have a ten win season every four or five years, and that's good for the Browns because they've never that's, been. That's anything. great for the Browns. If the Brown if the Browns are over five hundred or they are five hundred, that's great for the Browns. Baker was just your Hooray. number one overall pick. Right. So you're not – that's great for them. And, and, that, and, and that's another reason why – like I follow uh, – I don't follow. I do follow him on Twitter. But <laughs> Colin Coward is always bashing Baker and people get on to him. But he brings great points. Like you said, the quarterback is the CEO. You have to conduct yourself a certain way because everybody follows the quarterback. Aside from the head coach, the head coach is the leader of men. They have to, he has to galvanize the group. The quarterback does that same thing, but he's on the field. Yep. And if you're not that person, eventually your talent, it, it, it doesn't matter. That's why I love Lamar Jackson. He came in as the most humble person. Everybody doubted him. Nobody in that organization dislikes Lamar Jackson. No, nobody. no one. I have, a, I have a single bad thing. I don't think nobody in the world, unless he has a crazy ex-girlfriend, <laughs> Nobody hates Lamar Jackson. He's he from South Florida. He got at least one of them. Man. He got one of them. I hated him in Louisville because I'm a Florida State fan. But that's different. <laughs> I hated how he did my team. But you you got to have certain qualities at quarterback, man. And Baker has the talent. He just he doesn't have those intangibles yet. Yeah, and maybe he'll be a late bloomer. You know, maybe it'll click for him at some point. I mean, this is after year two, so I, I don't know if it will. Um, he reminds me a lot of – I don't want to say Ryan. Not that – he's not that much of a – what is the word? I don't – I don't. I'm not – because Ryan, I think, has some mental health issues that he discovered later in life and got addressed. Yeah. But so – so I won't say that. And I think that's why we should actually be a whole lot nicer to Ryan Leaf because – you know, he just had some other things he needed to get help with, and it was 1999. Like, actually, and I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, but, like, if Ryan Leaf were the second overall pick in 2019 instead of 99, he probably has a much better career because yeah. there are probably people around who are able to get him the mental health, you know, that he needs. But anyway, um, so he reminds me of Ryan Leaf in that there is something there that he needs help with. I'm not saying it's, like, depression or anything like that. But there's a level of maturity that just doesn't exist right now with him. And, you know, maybe that'll change this year with the new head coach. It was Kevin, Kevin Stefanski. Um, what, but what Baker needs, he needs a leader of men. 
he needs somebody to just like come in. And you know what? I don't even think like a Tony Dungy or a, or a Andy Reid or a Dick Vermeil could coach Baker. Like he needs a, like a Bruce Arian to build Parcells. Like I'm just gonna curse you out every other sentence because this is my team. If you don't like it, you can get the freak out because you're the number overall pick, but you're not that good. Um, to, to be fair, I believe Freddie Kitchens did. You know, he hurt his progress. Oh yeah, because he wasn't ready to be a head coach, nope. and that's that's no knock on him. He just really wasn't ready to be a head coach. And that that hurt Baker Mayfield's uh, progress, and I because I don't think Baker respected Freddie Kitchens. No, if you don't respect, you don't even have to like your coach. I didn't like my position coach sometimes. He used to cuss all us out, but I respected that he knew what he was talking about, <laughs> and it was in my best interest. And I'm the same way. I tell my players, I don't, I don't care if you like me not one bit, because I'm gonna it's play the best guy. Yeah. I, I don't care. I get <laughs> I was hired to 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 make you or to build you up as a young man and make you a better football player. And I was hired to play the best guys. So that's what I'm gonna do. So but yeah, to be fair, I do think his progress was uh, hindered because of Freddie Kitchens, but still that tells me that you're not mature enough to say well, hey, I'm I'm struggling in this area. My head coach probably isn't ready, but I need to do some extra film study. You know, all the all the stuff you need to do. Yeah. Oh, the Browns. Um, let's fly through these last two AFC teams. AFC South. I get the Titans a B plus. Jags a B. Texans a C. They're the Texans. Um, Colts a B plus. And AFC West Chargers. They have a C minus. I'll come back to them in a minute. Chiefs. I have a C plus. Raiders. C plus Broncos, I gave it A minus. Um, Texans are the Texans. Um, you know, Jacksonville is Jacksonville. They're going to be picking Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields next year. Um, the Chiefs, I didn't dislike the Clyde Edwards Hilaire pick. I think he was actually the best running back in the draft. And I think they're on a, you know, they're just going to continue to ride with their bend don't break sort of point of view on, on defense. Um, I, which I, I guess I think works one more year because you have um, Pat Mahomes on, on a rookie deal. I just don't know how long that can last, uh, if that makes sense. And that's one of the things I think they have to, they have to start preparing as a team uh, for life once Pat Mahomes gets $40 million a year. And, you know, I, I don't know if the best way you go about doing that is taking a running back in the first round. Now, look, you know, they're probably like, hey, we got a chance to go back to back. Um, you know, we're going to stick to our philosophy, stick to our guns. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire helps us, you know, do that, helps us, you know, feel like get closer to to where we want to be um, as far as competing for a title this year. I can get that. You have some other guys that were on the board. Uh, Utah Kroos, Matos, Ross Blacklock, whatever. Um, so I think the Chiefs were, were a little average. We talked about the Broncos. I think they had a phenomenal draft. Uh, particularly with Judy and Hamler in the first two picks. Uh, the Chargers, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I think they just, they kind of reach. And look, I, I get Herbert. I get Herbert, you know, going sixth overall, being one of the first quarterbacks off the board. I don't think Herbert's going to be good. I don't think he's going to be bad either. He has too many. You know, he's got too many intangibles. He's got the size. He can read defenses, so on and so forth. 
But in the film that I watched at Justin Herbert, I can't remember him taking any deep dropbacks. Um, and, you know, that concerns me going to the next level. Yeah. Um, now, you can say the same about, you know, about, uh, about a lot of quarterbacks because of the college system now. But is Herbert going to be great? No. Do I ever expect Herbert to make a Pro Bowl? Maybe once in 14 years. But I think he'll play for 14 years, you know. And if you're looking for stability as you move into a, a billion-dollar palace, however much that place costs, I get it. I just, I just didn't like him going sixth overall, but I get they had to take him sixth because they don't have a quarterback. Yeah. Um, Kenneth Murray at 23, okay. I mean, they moved up for him. Um, I think Murray, you know, really struggles in, in coverage. I think if you're going to take linebackers in the first round, you got to pick guys who can cover the field because that's what he's going to field or rush the passer. Yeah, and, and he doesn't do either of those particularly well. He can tackle. So, yeah. you know, if somebody runs up the middle, you know, runs a dive, great. I don't know how many dives are being run anymore. Um, but he, do, he, he doesn't do the things you need your linebacker to do anymore. So, if you're trading up to 23 to get them, eh. So, I don't know. That's the AFC South and, and AFC West. Both these divisions are interesting. And, look, you know, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. Um, but oh, that's that's uh those two divisions are interesting to me. I will say, and I I gave the Raiders a C plus. I I think Rugs might end up being the best wide receiver in this draft. He could also easily bust. I think it's Boomer bust for Rugs. But uh, I didn't, you know, I'm I'm not gonna pan that pick. I, I I you know I can understand how teams might take him first overall. I like Damon Arnett as a player. I don't like him at 19th overall. I thought they could have. Uh, potentially, you know, gotten better value for him. I do actually love Lynn Bowden Jr. in the third round um, and Brian Edwards back-to-back, both those guys out of SEC schools. Um, I just – I didn't like the value of Damon Arnett um, or Henry Ruggs. I get it. And Mike Mayock, you know, they knocked the draft out of the park last year. So, uh, you know, might come back and see like, hey, maybe Mayock actually knows what he's doing. But um, I didn't particularly like their draft only because of value. I like um, – see, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. I liked – um, for one, I like I like Mayock. So before he was the GM, I kind of, you know, I, I I followed him the most. You know, his rankings were the only I ones I paid attention to. Yeah, I mean Mayock had yeah. the rankings. May, yeah, May, Mayock was good, man. Mayock was pretty good. I, um, I would have taken. We both had Jerry Judy as the number one corner uh, cornerback receiver, um, but. I would have, I would have actually liked C.D. Lamb in a Raiders uniform over Jerry Judy, even though yeah. I had. It's kind of weird, but yeah, <laughs> you know, it just made sense. But I understand the Henry, Henry Ruggs pick. They like speed, you know. Uh, Derek Carr has a new weapon, you know. Uh, Ar- Damon Arnett, I, I understand why people say they nineteen is a reach, and based off. Like I said earlier, when you're judging as a prospect, based off your film from that previous season, then, yes, 19 was a reach. But I do believe he's going to become, you know, one of the better – I think he's going to become one of the better cornerbacks in this draft. Hmm. For one, you know, I like – he's he's similar to Okuda. He's real feisty, man. Yeah. He's real feisty. And if – that's just – the confidence alone in that, you're going to – you know, you, you, you can have a solid career. And plus, like I said, he's an Ohio State <laughs> defender, and specifically an Ohio State cornerback. Dude, I, they they just they just get drafted, they play well. 
Just bring like, it. <laughs> they may not be all pros, but I can't name, a, you know, a trash Ohio State corner that has come out in the last few years. In the Urban Meyer? No. Nope. No. I, can't, I can't think of one. They're no. all solid. They're, They're all solid. They're not going to bust. They're not going to bust. Marshawn Lattimore is a Pro Bowl player. Uh, you would say Eli Apple. I think Eli Apple gets a bad rap. He's still a solid corner. But uh, Lynn Bowden, I love his versatility. Um, the Lynn Bowden, and I love Brian Edwards. I wanted him in a Ravens uniform because I think he's going to shock a lot of people. He's yeah. one of the you know, more underrated receivers. I watched him. I'm kind of a, you know, a closet South Carolina fan going back to the Spurrier <laughs> days. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I like Brian Edwards. He's literally a Debo Samuel clone, and they both play on the same team. So yeah. what, what you got from Debo Samuel, you're going to get that from Brian Edwards. I think Brian Edwards is a little bit more physical, though. Yeah. Um, and Amik Robertson in the fourth, that's the – I talk about Damon Arnett and his – physicality and feistiness that's the feistiest corner probably in this draft and he's like 5'8 so I, I think the Ra- I think the Raiders had a solid draft and I think you know they're a quarterback away <laughs> if if Carr can just be solid if Carr can have his best season you know they're a postseason team but it all depends on him and man, just, folks gotta stop hating on my god Derek Carr man he, he's, he, he, he hasn't been terrible, but you got you to gotta, you gotta think about, okay, that roster hasn't been good. You know, John Gruden comes in, Mike Mayock comes in, you know, they trade everybody. Yeah. So you can't expect they them to house. be – You can't expect them to be 12-4. and four. He broke his leg during his best season. I think he can get back to that season. So – I mean, this is the year if he's going to do it. Yeah, if, if, if he's that good, this is a playoff team with this roster. Who have they reloaded? Yeah, we're going to see. We're going to see. The Raiders are an intriguing team. Um, they're going to be real. That, 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 that division is actually going to be pretty interesting. I mean, I think the Chiefs are still far and away the best team. But, they are, man. You know, if you're talking about wild card, because, you know, look, I don't – the Ravens are by far and away the best team in the North. The Chiefs are by far and away the best team in the West. Um but, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if both wild – or I'm sorry, three, if all three wild card teams um, came from the AFC West. Um, let's make our way through the NFC South and the West real quick. I gave the Falcons a C-minus. Bucks, Panthers, Saints all got B-pluses. Um, I gave the Niners a B-minus. We talked about the Seahawks. I gave them a D. Just didn't like the value in the draft. I gave the Cardinals an A and the Rams a C-plus. Um, we talk about the Falcons enough. I just I didn't like AJ Terrell at 16. I, I, I don't I don't think he's gonna be a bad player. I just I don't like the value and value matters in the draft. Actually, I would I probably I even would have preferred them taking Damon Arnett at 16 than Terrell um, at 16. I just I didn't I didn't like the value. And this is why you don't win meaningless games after you start two and seven um, <laughs> because you could have had Jeff Okuda or Chase Young. Um, but that is what it is. Uh, I loved Arizona's draft. Yeah. Um, me too. Love their number one, you know, with your <laughs> second round pick, you got DeAndre Hopkins. So that alone is good enough. Uh, but Isaiah Simmons. You get a, just, you get a A plus, plus, plus for that. Yeah. I mean, that alone. <laughs> but Isaiah Simmons is a Swiss Army knife. They were awful at covering tight ends last year. Uh, their defensive efficiency was just trash. Um, so getting a guy like that who can be versatile and get up and down the field and cover, rush the passer um, is under, is, you know, can't be overstated with them. And then Josh Jones in the third round, offensive tackle out of Houston. 
that was a first round talent. Um, okay. I thought he could go as early as 25 and 25th overall. Um, that was a steal in the, in, in the third round. Um, I like Arizona. I think they're going to be a contender this year, but. Yeah, I do too. Um, of course, like you said, the second round trade, the second rounder trade for Dustin, uh, I said Dustin, <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins, um, that, that alone could have gave, could have given them an A. But, but, you know, you get the, what's the second best player in the draft. You get uh, old tackle to protect Kyler Murray, you know, this division, you got the 49ers, you got the Seahawks, you got the Rams. The Rams are probably the worst in the division just because I think they just kind of got some bad luck. They went all in and it didn't pan out. Now they're yeah. going to be in cap hell. And, you know, now they just got to maneuver their way to get out of the cap but kind of still stay relevant. They're just in a bad situation. Yeah, man. And, and you know what? I, I, everybody didn't believe me. I said this from years ago. I was like, they going all in, and this is an eight and eight team for the next five years, with how Les Snead has managed to cap. And lo and behold, mm-hmm. this is where they're at because they they have to resign Ramsey now. But yeah, you just trade that they, all that form. You have to. But the fact they haven't resigned him yet, that that is a troubling sign. For 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 his state, like obviously FSU player. Even if he wasn't, I'm a Jalen Ramsey fan. I want him to go somewhere where he can compete, man. You go from Jacksonville, you have one great year. Then you go to L.A. thinking it's going to be different. Now, they're going to be in the same exact situation, <laughs> just with a, with a slightly better quarterback. Hey, now look, though. Would you rather be 7-9 in Jacksonville or 7-9 and nine in Los Angeles? Well, you're right. You're right. But now, you, you're 13.3% sales tax. <laughs> I mean, income tax. Hey, these folks thinking about their chicken. <laughs> Boy, that 13% versus zero, that's a lot of money on $20 million. And Jalen is still young. So, honestly, it, I'm not in the NFL, never played in the NFL. I was in training camp, but, you know, I didn't play in the NFL. If I'm a young player, I'm thinking about my money first. If, if I know Jalen Ramsey is going to be in the league a long time, yeah. I'm thinking about who's going to pay me the most money. I can worry about a championship later down the line. He's going to be in the league for at least 10 years, at yeah. least. Yeah. So, you know, I, I feel you. I, I mean, L.A. looks good. It sounds good. It sounded better last offseason. <laughs> sounded way better. But I like, I like the 49ers draft because I like Ken Law. Ken Law. Um, Ken Law got him at 14. Yeah. Like, that, I think that's, that's great value. I thought he was a top 10 player. And he kind of fell. He fell to 14. I didn't think he was going to get past Jacksonville at 10. No. I, I, I didn't think so. Um, I think they, they could have went. Um, did they trade back? I know they have 14 and another pick. They traded back one pick. Tampa, Tampa moved to 13 to take Tristan Wirfs. Gotcha, so, gotcha. So, that's even, I mean, that's even better. It's even better. Um, you got a receiver out of Arizona State. Brandon I up. 25, I think that was pretty good because uh, you, you know, you place him, you place Emmanuel Sanders with him, uh, and you basically, what, you traded DeForest Buckner for Ken Law, essentially? Pretty much. <laughs> and, and I get it. I know some 49ers fans were mad because they say, okay, we got rid of one defensive tackle and we got another one. But 
You was about to pay that guy 21 million a year. You're playing Javon Kinlaw, what, eight, 10? So I understand that pitch. How you stay competitive. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, how you stay competitive, man. You get ahead. And you got Trent Williams. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Hey, yeah, it's crazy. You got, you got him for like, a, I think, a, a, a third and a fifth or a fourth and a sixth, something like that. Yeah. John Lynch fumbled the bag um, his first few drafts. Solomon Thomas, Reuben Foster. Kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but, man, and he still made a Super Bowl, which, still. you know, him and Kyle probably know what they're doing. I think Kyle Shanahan is, is I don't want to say the best coach in the NFL um, because you can't blow two, two score leads in the Super Bowl and be the best coach yeah. in the NFL. But I, I, I think he, he has a chance to be the best coach in the league for the next 20, 25 years. If he wants to be in San Francisco for the next quarter century, he can be. That's how good of a coach he is. Now, you know, he's got to work on not blowing leads in the Super Bowl, but I'm a, I'm a big Kyle Shanahan fan here. Big Kyle Shanahan. He, um, he's going to get back to one. Oh, he's going to win. He's going to win a couple. And I like that he just literally, yes, he's the leader of the team, but he's like, you know what, I'm going to hire whoever's on defense. Hey, bro, run that defense. I'm going to call these plays. He stays in his lane. The players love him. He's the cool guy. He wears J's on the sideline. Like, love who, who wouldn't want to play for that guy? Love it. And he got the perfect, the perfect mix between dad hat and snapback. Kyle, Kyle that yep. dude. <laughs> Kyle, that dude. He is that dude, man. I, I, I wish he would have won. You know, I, I was rooting for the Chiefs just because of Andy Reid. But, you know, I, I wanted him to win one. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, he's too good. He'll, he'll, he'll win. He's, he's, he's in, what, 40 or something? Mad young. Yeah, Ooh, I think, yeah, I think uh, Atlanta hired him in like thirty-seven. So he yeah, might be he like won. forty-one, forty-two, something. Yeah, he gonna get one. Um, yeah. appreciate you, man. I think that's I think that's a wrap on the draft coverage. All twenty-two, man. We gonna um start shifting a little bit to to some college football talk um next week, including our post spring top twenty-five. This normally comes after spring football, but y'all know it's pandemic, so. Um, <laughs> That's going to be tough to compile because you got to kind of look at draft, not draft class, but signing classes and who left and you haven't really watched spring football. Yeah. Kind of project new coaches. This, this will be interesting. I already got my number one, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's not biased, though. Uh, you got the fighting savings up right there. I got the fighting savings, man. I just – Saving, man. You can't think, go wrong. I think I think they reload. They reload. I think Clemson lost a lot, and yeah, they've been they've had crazy recruiting classes, but it's different. It's different. And you and you saw that it was different in that uh, in that game against Ohio State and LSU. You yeah, saw exactly That's because is man, it's you can't keep. You can see with Alabama, you can't keep retooling and expect the same results. I was just about to say that. You can just look at Alabama, you know, in some years after having to reload and lose that much talent. Um, yep. Once they so, get to the postseason, everything, like, yep. your deficiencies are revealed in that college football playoff. Yep. Because I said Clemson all year, they were struggling the first seven games. I said this is just not their year. You saw that it was LSU's year, game five. <laughs> and oh, it was like LSU, Ohio State. That's who – this entire yeah. last season, you just you know, we called. I called it after the Texas game, and everybody talked about it after week two. If you watched that game, you saw LSU the best team in the country, period. It, it wasn't. It wasn't surprising. 
Um, let's wrap it, man. I appreciate you. No uh, problem, we'll hop back on next week, man. Tell the fam I said hi. Take care of yourself. Um, keep building a different you, bro. Hey, hey, that's all I'm about, man. <laughs> all right, cool, all right man.